Hi, son. Your mother and I, uh, we were using the computer and we were a little concerned. On the LimeWire, there was uh, a file called Pokemon 69 takes all of purple-haired himbo into its gaping wet mouth, .wmv. <laughs> Welcome to Daycare Dittos. Are we really on Pokemon 69? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even notice that when I was doing research. I got a boner immediately and knew where we were. <laughs> I'm hoping I won't have to call the doctor because it's lasted hours. Well, it's been at least a week. <laughs> <laughs> But what a week it's been. Uh, I have a headache. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave. Is this is, is this podcast too much for you? <laughs> it's getting to be a lot. <laughs> At number 69, it's one of the funniest numbers until we get to, let's say, Pokemon 311 or Pokemon <laughs> 420. But of course, with every special Pokemon, we need to have... I a think special four, guest. 420 is Cherim. But don't is call it? me on that. Yeah, another grass type. Perfect. Is Pokemon 311 the color amber? Yes. We have a we have a guest. I'm back. <laughs> you <laughs> thought you got rid of me. At this point, uh for the 69th Pokemon, nice. We are announcing no longer a guest, but an official daycare ditto. Yay! Permanent, 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 permanent uh, Stephen appearances from now on. Yes. Well, I've always said I just I love talking about Pokemon, so I think this is the perfect uh, platform to do so. Amen and, to that. And what a Pokemon! Yeah, we're, we're talking about today. <laughs> we're gonna. Uh, I think that this podcast has really uh, hit its uh, ultimate form now. We're on our third evolution, and yeah. we just we just megaed. We're, yeah. we're mega evolutioned. We're a mega Gigantamax, a Giganta Steven. But also, <laughs> I don't know who Max is. Still, still open for guests. So absolutely, always every guest is welcome. More, more people who love Pokemon, the better. We'll we collect you all. The there you go. <laughs> when you were saying what a Pokemon, I think you said it wrong because there's definitely a uh, comma in there. It's probably like what. A Pokemon. Because <laughs> this thing's fucking weird. Oh, Bellsprout has got so much personality. I love him. He was uh he was a part of my team growing up. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I loved I loved him. And I thought for the longest time it was just because uh, of my eccentricities as a kid. But he's he's good. He's a good Pokemon. Uh, him and his uh older uh brothers and sisters. Yeah, I'll have to agree. I mean, he, he is um, a po- Pokemon Blue exclusive, so I definitely had him in my party. Yeah, po- he's he's better than Osh. <laughs> <laughs> but as a Pokemon Red guy, I was just, you know, I was Team Oddish all the way. And my downside to this Pokemon uh, as a kid, you know, when you evolve a Pokemon, and especially if you're going to be using a stone... I want to see some real razzle dazzle. I want that final evolution to look crazy. Victory yeah. Bell's great. Yeah, also- I was gonna say Victory Bell is my favorite out of the three of them. What do you not like his whip? Do you not like his his, uh, <laughs> his uh, beautiful lips, uh, fangs, beautiful shiny white pearly teeth, uh, upside down eyes? 
I just don't like the fact that he flips around. He goes yeah. from facing down to facing up. He's completely on. Well, his, I uh, mean, I mean, listen, <laughs> Bellsprout is the sixty-nine Pokemon, so you got to take turns. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Beautifully said. I just All don't right, like how engorged it usually looks. Yeah. Well, it's, it's because it's filled yeah. with sweet, sweet nectar. Yeah. Yeah, well, and then also, too, like, Bellsprout, I looked up, because I was like, you know, weights, heights, let's see on this Pokemon, because it's supposed to be, like, just some leaves and stuff, but it is the the size and weight of, like, a newborn baby. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's got a little thick rod going down the middle, probably. Its little backbone's probably nice and sturdy. It could be a, uh, it could be a model, a male model. (laughs) Because it would have like a real Charlie Brown Christmas tree problem if it had all of its weight in its head. <laughs> it would just constantly be dragging it. Yeah, but you know what? They describe this thing as super quick and, yeah. and agile. I, I will I will say too, like I'm always on here like, yeah, I love this podcast because it makes me love Pokemon. And I loved this Pokemon. But after researching it, I am terrified. This <laughs> yeah, this one has some nightmare fuel, definitely. Yeah. A lot of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Digestion. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Based yes. Pokedex entries. Uh, um, do Do you remember in the Power Rangers where they get like, I don't remember what episode or even who the bad guy was, but all the Rangers got like sucked up into like the digestive tract of like one bad guy or in like a jar or something and. Uh, they could morph because it was uh, digesting their powers. I think, was that the Terror Toad? <laughs> yeah, maybe. And they got, like, licked, and then, like, their Power Ranger face would be on his belly while they were getting digested. Mm-hmm. And Probably that was when like that. Kimberly had to learn uh, that sometimes monsters are gross, but you could still shoot them in the fucking mouth <laughs> face with a bow and arrow and overcome your fear. It was a good lesson. It was like, if things are ugly... Don't worry, you could just shoot them. <laughs> Kimberly had a nice, cool bow. She did. She's one on Fox News, and it was just like, shoot your problems away. <laughs> yup. <laughs> please, don't, um, please don't shoot your problems away. No, please don't. Um, unless it's shooting them away in a 69-like fashion. Yeah. Um, Out the... the sex organ (laughs) um but of course we need to we already kind of discussed this but oddish is the parallel to our bell sprout friend red blue leaf green fire red let's go eevee let's go pikachu just constant white and black they always just like they're like yeah these guys separate (laughs) but equal yep they both evolve at 21 um, they both need a leaf stone to get to their third evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, except that, you know, Oddish has blossoms option eventually. Yeah. And they didn't give that to, um, Bellsprout. Because Bellsprout was perfect. Well, we'll talk about that later. I, I was going to say, actually, I mean, I wasn't here for the Oddish research, but it seemed like they just like nailed Bellsprout in like the first couple <laughs> Pokedex entries and they were like, recycle them. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> Well, there was a potential Blossom. And you know how they said they nailed it and they were perfect? Mm-hmm. 
you know, sometimes you ever like do some art or something and you're like, you know what? I need to add more. And then you're like, wow, I fucking ruined this. <laughs> and you yeah. just throw it in the trash. Yeah, we know that feeling. Yeah. Well, that is a uh, Subo Me Too. <laughs> Silbomito, I think his name is. Madatsubomi, uh, right? It's uh it's called That's that's Bellsprout. Oh, okay, sorry. Subomito is the Japanese name. I don't think he made it far enough to get a US name. Are you um, talking about a potential like uh fourth alternate? evolution or yeah, alternate, yeah. It was supposed to be the alternate evolution to match Blossom. Oh. In gold and silver. Um so it was a grass poison pokemon that evolved from weepin bell via the poison stone which was another thing they took out of the game nice um so the poison stones and this pokemon were cut and for obvious reasons it is fucking hideous oh here's oh <laughs> i've seen that before oh, oh that gosh. is nasty <laughs> that's uh <laughs> that's very sad <laughs> i'm glad they cut that ew I mean, I guess it's supposed to look like a mandrake is yeah. their, oh, okay. their thinking. But like, yeah, that that bottom half is very, no. very thick. Yeah, be. I was going to say like thick with two C's right there. No, yeah, it's it looks be. like it's got a butt on its dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It looks. Yes, it <laughs> looks like a, the ass. It's got a fupa. Yeah, it does. It really just looks like. Uh, like a teenage bell sprout. Like if a bell sprout yeah. went through puberty yeah. and had like a dirt stash. Like it's got yeah. like a center part. It's fucking hideous. We're gonna have to share this on our Instagram. Its leaves have brown spots on it. It's got thick ass legs that look like a butt, and it's got like a like like engorged lips of a bell sprout. Just think of like a really you know, thick bell sprout. It looks like it's like it, I, I don't know why I'm seeing it this way. It looks like it has two fingers that are just like pointed down and painted. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know why I'm seeing it like that. I would love to kill that thing with a, <laughs> yeah. a flamethrower. Well, lucky for you, Game Freak did that yeah. right out the bat. Not only that, but it even sullied the poison stone. Uh, yeah, because the poison stone would have been so cool. Yeah. I mean, well, the, other, the other stones they have, I feel like, are, are, are all lost to me because there's like, what, a dawn stone, a, a dusk stone, mm-hmm. and a, like sun. a sunstone like was it like called a sunstone radiant stone or something weird like that there's like yeah. a lot of stones that i i just don't care i just don't care poison stone would have been at least cool sounding yeah, yeah. it would be really really metal if you gave a poison stone to like an eevee and instead of making it a poison stone it made it a ghost type because <laughs> you like just poisoned and killed your eevee oh it's like that great meme where it was like this is this is like firestone makes a flareon uh like thunderstone makes a jolteon it's like this is the stone that makes the ghost type eevee and it's just a brick <laughs> <laughs> you know i was really disappointed that there we didn't get a new eevee evolution in um sword and shield i was really really counting on that they're running out though I mean, they're not. There are so many they need. They need. They need a steel. They need a poison. They need a ghost. They need a rock. They need a ground. They need so many. We dragon. For the EV episode, we're gonna have enough to talk about, but we should each (laughs) come up with our version. Yes, our ideal that's missing. Our ideal missing EV. Yes, I like that idea. I mean, all right. 
they're already perfect. My, they are. I, my ideal Eevee is Eevee. Oh, that's I, so I mean, I love, sweet. I love Eevee too. I hate the way it sounds. Really? I think it's yeah. a cute name. Oh no! In the new games, yeah, it's yeah. like oh, it's... Warp. <laughs> yeah, they gave it like more of like a yeah, like a like a toddlerish voice. Yeah, I, I hate that. I started Let's Go Eevee, and I said, "Do I really want this?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like a feminine doodle bob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, the only thing that I dislike is because you can get all like the fire electric moves for Eevee in the game, but they're called like Zappy Zap. Yeah, yeah they're like, Could they you really come up like with babied it. A little something special. You want to know what it, what it is? I think that Eevee is just perceived as the, this really cute, cutesy, like little little Pokemon that, you know, has to appeal to like little baby stuff. And you guys got to talk to it. I got your old baby. Like it just, no. Eevee's a badass. If you I, like, listen, I talk you to can... my pets like grown ass adults. <laughs> Zeke, you're looking awfully uh, smooth today. I love your coat. <laughs> Put her there, buddy. I think it's so funny when I talk baby talk to Chainsaw. I'm like, Chainsaw, you're so cute. <laughs> you know, with the manliest, like, most burly name. <laughs> Dirtbike. I just want to. <laughs> Dirtbike. Our cat Dirtbike got fat lately. Yeah. Like, she is bulbous. <laughs> She's looking like a dort now. I call her yeah. dort. She's looking like that. She is She's bulbous. Like bell spread evolved. No, exactly. That's what I was going to yeah. say. She looks like a weeping bell. Damn. Bumito. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so who's going to bring us into Pokemon 69? Uh, Bellsprout. Uh, as Steven said, Japanese name. Uh, Madat Subomi. Perfect. Uh, I'm very, very sorry. I know there's a lot of people out there that have studied Japanese and could read Japanese. Um, I can only say uh, uh, it how it looks like in English. Well, I've always heard that if you want to pronounce Japanese words, you just say everything that you see. Okay. Like every, so it's really phonetic? It, yeah. That's uh, good. Computer. Microphone. <laughs> um, but yeah, that means still a flower bud. Yeah, I think that's Aww, cute. Still that a flower really bud. That is really cute. Uh, two feet, four inches, 8.8 .8 pounds, about a baby's worth. Um, <laughs> uh, known as the flower Pokemon, which I think it actually does share with some of the Bellsprout family. I didn't write that down. Yeah, it's all of them. Uh, what's your favorite thing about Bellsprout? Uh, we ask our guests, uh, why Bellsprout? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm permanent. I'm not a guest anymore. <laughs> um, oh, dang. So that means you got to hop on board for all the, all the not favorite Pokemon. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, he I'm here for the long haul. You're here for Klefki. Um, I will say one of my um, favorite things that they said is that it is extremely skinny, but blindingly fast mm -hmm. when catching its prey. And they're very specific. They use like prey a lot and then also if it notices anything that moves it will immediately flick its vines at the objects yeah so that's why a... go ahead I'm, I'm just like this is gonna like even attack me when i'm walking yeah. through the woods yeah. it's, it's a predator not, yeah it's not a docile pokemon by any means it can also i read this it can also um spit co like corrosive acid from its mouth if it feels threatened so i'm just like how strong is that acid would you say could it melt iron because the Pokedex says it had a can. Great. <laughs> I'd love some of that on this, my person. This thing is literally like alien. Yeah, this is a freak. <laughs> it's a freak of nature. Literally. 
Uh, it f it feasts on uh, mostly bug Pokemon, which I thought was. Um, uh, all of a sudden, I had an epiphany that a lot of these, uh, a lot of Pokemon eat bugs. Yeah. But uh, specifically for grass types, um, <laughs> grass types are weak to bug Pokemon, so like, not doing a very good job there. Yeah, but then also too, this Pokemon is like a jungle Pokemon. Like you won't wouldn't just find it anywhere. It specifically loves really hot and humid places. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I've always wondered, do you guys think that there are separate bugs in the Pokemon universe that aren't Pokemon? They uh, seem to uh, imply that in Pokedex entries, although every single time a bug is portrayed in the anime, the I think certain people have said, oh, that's just an oversight. That's a mistake. There are no animals in the Pokemon universe. Or because... you could say there are no mistakes in Pokemon <laughs> and they're perfect games and shows and movies. I don't know. The size of the coin, like a 69. <laughs> Just two I... coins sucking each other off. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, from a visual standpoint, there's only Pokemon in the Pokemon universe. But to build a deeper lore, they always have to refer to um animals in the pokedex entries okay like our next pokemon is going to be the jellyfish pokemon so like <laughs> right well, but my thing is true. so if you're saying there are no other bugs besides the pokemon bugs take a caterpie for example a caterpie is one foot and 6.4 pounds so you mean to tell me that a bell sprout is capable of eating a caterpie that's legitimately half its size Oh, but like, get ready for Weepin' Bell because yeah, they Weepin answer Bell that question. That. <laughs> Do you want me to to get into it? <laughs> Just with that that one Pokedex entries. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, bu -bu -bu -bu. I need to move forward in my notes. Uh, if its prey is bigger than its mouth, it slices up the victim with sharp leaves, then eats every morsel. That's uh, Silver's entry for Weepin' Bell. Cute. Ugh. So love that. <laughs> uh, cuts it up with leaves, melts it down with acid. Uh, good yummy snack for all to enjoy. But is Bellsprout able able to do that? Uh, Bellsprout has uh, has the acid according to the Pokedex entries, and Bellsprout has the leaves and uh, vines and is blindingly fast. Bellsprout can adhere itself to the God's green earth with its <laughs> uh, roots that it walks upon. Um, it's actually the only <laughs> Pokemon uh, of its uh, evolutions with legs. Yeah, yeah. So again, uh, losing something in order to gain something, you're you're losing your legs. So you mean to tell me that a bell sprout can certainly eat a beedrill if it wanted to? I mean, I I would assume what a beedrill. Yeah. I, I would assume it depends on the Beedrill because um, it does say that it ensnares like tiny insects and it's mostly looking for. So like maybe a Beedrill could mess up a Bellsprout, but like, I don't know, like a Kakuna, I feel like it could get at. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I don't know. I feel like if it could get a Beedrill, it'd be that much scarier. I mean, it's already scary. Oh. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to see a Bellsprout in real life. There's probably just like a, an overabundance of like Burmese and Caterpies that are just getting absolutely slaughtered. <laughs> yeah. Day what, what in, I, day out. Cutie what flies. I, 
Yeah. <laughs> what I will say is that in the Pokemon cartoon, in like, I guess one of the leagues, Ash is fighting somebody who uses a Bellsprout and he sends out his muck and the Bellsprout suplexes the muck. <laughs> like, Damn, son. Yeah. So I'm like, I, they got to be at least a little powerful. Hmm. It might be if it's got all that baby weight, it's probably in its haunches. It's rooted deep, so it could really, really get a good center of gravity and fucking suplex your ass. Also, how do you suplex a goo? That's yeah. for another episode, but I mean, he did I've it there. I've been, yeah, I've been contemplating the muck for a long time now. I, I will say that the show in, in the way that they match up Pokemon sometimes makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, it it reminds me a lot of Flood from Super Mario Sunshine. Oh yes! Oh my gosh! I don't know if our viewers know, but Super Mario Sunshine is my favorite game of all time. Favorite all of game? all time, wow. all all time favorite game. That that is uh, a toss up for my favorite Mario game. That's for sure. Um, really? S- uh, Super Mario World is also uh, one of my favorites. So Very I can't good. decide. Um, it was the first game I ever played, like the first, I guess, I don't know, like real game I played all the way through and finished pretty much on my own. Yeah, it's a and beautiful it, there's game. There's just so much nostalgia of that game. Oh my goodness. Love that game. Masterpiece. Yeah, it's and for its time, it looked dope for yeah. its time. I mean, I mean the GameCube... Yeah, I was going to say beyond what the GameCube could handle. Right. <laughs> I, I was going to say, like, between that and I feel like the Resident Evil remake, the GameCube kind of, like, set the bar high real early. And Wind Waker? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, everybody yeah. loves Wind Waker now, and everybody hated it back then. I loved <laughs> yeah. it back then. That was the second game I finished. <laughs> when people first saw the um, screenshots for the game, a lot of people were mad because they saw the one demo that like twilight princess is based off of and yep. people really wanted like a dark gritty zelda so to see wind waker was like what the heck is this yeah but then once it came out people were like this is amazing a masterpiece yeah. another masterpiece majora's mask and ocarina of time are like nightmares so yeah <laughs> it was nice yeah. to lighten it up a little bit just a tad let's just go on a boat adventure look at this kid snot <laughs> <laughs> You want to toss pigs? Yeah. I know you want to toss pigs. Farting pigs. Well, yeah. fuck up yeah. this pig. Let's do a fart, shall we? <laughs> um, well, what, the, where were we? Yeah. What, what, what was what was everybody's first game? Uh, the first game I ever beat was uh, actually uh, Mario uh, Land Two and the Six golden set six or seven golden coins i think it was six golden coins first uh, appearance of wario yep Mm -hmm. speaking of farting (laughs) (laughs) right mine was a link's awakening for the game boy beautiful steven do you remember i mean i'm told all the time that at like two years old i would have a game boy in my hand and tetris running and i would pretend like i was playing it um but yeah, I mean, all of those same games. I mean, Mario, Link's Awakening. But I didn't even beat them until years later because yeah. they're hard when you're a kid. I didn't even know that I needed to use the shield to push the sea urchins <laughs> and Link's Awakening. So, like, literally when I got it, I just walked around the town and, like, cut grass to get enough, like, fucking... Uh, I... Yeah, 
I just like rubies and stuff. Yeah. Just got rubies and shit. Well, uh, yeah, and I I would remember back in the day when like me and Peter would be playing a game, and then all of a sudden we'd like run to the other one and be like, we finally figured out what to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most of it was just like me mashing through text boxes that I probably should have been read. So that was the cool thing about playing Mario Sunshine. I couldn't read yet, so my mom bought the guidebook and she would read it and be like, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And I'm like, okay, mom. <laughs> But I mean, that's what's so amazing about the Mario games is that you it really is just an open sandbox. Like you yeah. kind of just like do it and figure it out as you go. Yeah, shout outs mm-hmm. to moms, too. Yeah. yeah. Being able to read. Yeah, that's probably one of my fondest memories. My mom playing video games with her. No. Yeah. Well, but anyway, Bellsprout. Well, I was going <laughs> to say, um, so we should probably talk about these plants that they're based on. The pitcher plants? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, do you want to start us off or shall I? I, I, mean, I, I have one just specific fact that I really liked. I just love carnivorous and weird plants. I think they're super cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're just, they're a type of plant. They kind of look like a bell sprout. Um, yeah. apparently they like jelly beans. What? That's no funny. No way. <laughs> Wait a second. I was fine with everything until that. <laughs> that. And if they do like jelly bean, jelly beans, it's definitely the Starburst ones, right? Because those are the best kind. Everybody yeah, definitely that. the best ones. Yeah, but I mean, they they just have a, like a nectar inside the the bulb, and it attracts insects, and the insects slip on the the walls of the. Um, plant because it's very slippery and then they fall into the nectar they can't escape and so they just kind of get digested in the juices and um that's just kind of like a recurring theme throughout like all of these pokemon yeah yeah they're so 100 like victory bells yeah yeah they are victory bells yeah i wonder if victory bell was the first one that they drew for this family i i'd have to assume so because like even the later like uh french and japanese names are like almost even sometimes just um the names of the types of pitcher plants Mm -hmm. like the really uh generic or like the species or whatever but um but yeah they they they're super cool plants um and then something else i found out is that they have a symbiotic relationship with tree shrews oh yeah um, which feed on the nectar and defecate inside the plant to provide Aww. it with nutrients. Aww. Oh man, it shits so, in the mouth. So it likes sixty nine and likes two girls in one cup. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yes. Um, it's it's a whole symbiotic relationship. Like the shrews get nectar, the plants get poop. It's a win win. I love how evolution actually dedicates uh, a like, you know. A strand of like ancient knowledge to these shrews that uh, you must give thanks to this plant by pooping in it. <laughs> but not yep. only not only the shrews, uh, uh, sometimes they don't even have any digestive fluids in them. There will be just uh, other bugs that digest these um, bugs. So it's like uh, you know, also um, feeding something and then just getting the nitrogen that they need from uh the poop that the other bugs get from pooping and eating the other bugs that fall into them so yeah it's like they... the whole thing where it's like a, a a shrew is just like hey thanks for a bug dude gosh uh here i'll shit your mouth <laughs> see you bud like mm, thanks yeah thanks oh yeah i'm not doing anything with this shit i can make more i'll be back to shit in your <laughs> dang mouth oh thanks friend i'm a plant 
But yeah, I mean, these plants need to do this because these plants only grow in locations where the soil doesn't actually give them any like nutrients or minerals or anything like that. So they like have to get it from insects. Um, But one of the other things I think is kind of interesting is um, different type of plant. But um, I've had like Venus flytraps before. Love those. Yeah. And they'll actually flower. But they flower like really far away. It's super cute because they don't want to eat their pollinators. I used to have one as a pet. (laughs) Yeah, they're so cool. I would have to feed a ground beef. (laughs) (laughs) What? Raw ground beef. Yeah, that's what you feed a Venus flytrap. I guess it's like the same same shit. (laughs) And I think they need their protein. (laughs) Meat is meat. (laughs) I want one. I I I just I'm afraid that our cats will try to fuck with it and i feel like i don't i don't see them i feel like they kind of were like oddly 90s (laughs) well yeah there definitely were a ton more in the 90s i see a ton of cactuses with fake flowers glued on top of them you can buy venus flytraps around i've i found them in i think even um like trader joe's one time had them i think home depot has them If, if you go to a home depot that has a nice garden center yeah, the the trader needs to wheel and deal to get them. I just uh, I'm I'm on Google Images and I see um, Venus flytrap eating a wasp, and I just think that's great because wasps suck. Yeah, yeah. Everybody uh, eat those if you can. <laughs> <laughs> just bullies being bullied. Yeah. Um, I would like to talk about uh the beautiful majestic Sprout Tower. <laughs> Oh, me too. Yeah. Uh, Sprout Tower is in Violet City in uh, gold, silver, and crystal. Uh, it's where you uh, battle to the top and get the HM Flash, which you totally don't need uh, to beat the game. Uh, just really for one optional cave, and then, of course, um, the final cave of the entire series. Um, and it's, uh, just a 100 foot tall, beautiful, uh, three story tower with a a swaying, um, like pillar in the center that's made out of wood. Um, Oh, or is it? A wooden pillar, you don't say. (laughs) Yeah. Um, legend has it that it was actually a 100 foot tall, uh, bell sprout that, uh, created the, uh, swaying pillar in the center. Wow. The pillar shakes when there is battles happening on the top floor. Um, The pillar uh, also uh, sways to prevent the building from succumbing to um, uh, earthquakes, which uh, I suppose plague the region. I know Japan has earthquakes, so Mm -hmm. and uh, Johto is basically Japan. Well, and I was going to say, too, um, they actually do employ these. They're called dampers um, to sort of uh, stabilize large skyscrapers. Yeah. Um, And uh, in Japan, there's actually a building that is very famous for one of its dampers to the point where they have a mascot called Damper Baby. (laughs) What? Yeah, if you Google damper baby, you'll see the mascot of this very famous 
thing that protects skyscrapers from falling over. Look at us all going. Oh through. my god! It's like a little emoji head bee guy. Oh, he's so. It cute. It is very cute. Yeah, the the head is supposed to represent like what the damper looks like. But like, if you if you look at some old skyscrapers, they will literally shake in the wind because yeah. the wind is just it's so strong and mm-hmm. the the tower is so high. So. I mean, a lot of skyscrapers now will be like kind of round or curved to kind of direct the wind in different ways. But these dampers were used a lot to um, help, yeah, stabilize the building. It's it was, uh, uh, it was known as technology known as Jukozu or Jukozo, and there were hundreds of high-rise buildings in Japan that used it. It's pretty cool. And whenever you see like videos of like a a bridge like swaying in the the heavy breeze and people are like oh i wouldn't want to be on there um it's important that uh things that uh support and and cannot under any circumstance fall are not um completely rigid because uh being completely rigid means that you will collapse have you ever seen the video of the tacoma bridge i think it is that fell down that's like the one where it's like black and white and it's like really shaking yeah oh my um but it's cool because the reason why that bridge broke in that way is that the gap underneath the bridge created like a harmonic resonance that just when you have like harmony it just builds the the amplitude higher and higher and so the bridge just kind of like slowly shook itself to death Um, holy shit yeah just because of like it just happened to be in the perfect spot to harmonize with the wind what that sounds like some wind waker shit well i mean link did do the uh (laughs) destroyed bridges with his wind waker yeah but isn't it also like how people can like sing at a pitch or like put it's, their finger around a glass and shatter it. It's the exact same idea. Yeah. If you, everything has like a resonance point and if you are able to create something at that level, it can eventually just like keep building itself and amplifying to the point where it breaks. So, You're talking about the galloping Gertie. Yeah. 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 That's that, that video is insane. If anyone wants to look it up, the galloping Gertie falling down is the most insane thing I've ever watched before. Um, so, uh, science question to you guys. Uh, is there a note that you can play repetitively enough to make my head explode? <laughs> no, but there's one to make you poop yourself. <laughs> that was my second question. The brown note. What is it? Does it exist? How do I play it? If I had a kazoo right now, could I make you all poop? <laughs> I mean, uh, back in uh, Abra, we talked about, or I, I, I researched briefly uh, in one of the, the books about uh, sleeping that um, your brain does have a, uh, a pattern to it while you're sleeping, that if you uh, played music uh, that was like off your, your pattern might interrupt your sleep. So same thing, just interrupt your Big bowels, yeah, <laughs> movements. That's cool. Yeah, sometimes don't you cool. hear a, a song so beautiful you just let loose? <laughs> <laughs> Mine's "Candle in the Wind" by Elton John, <laughs> and every time I hear it, I just blow a dookie shooter right out in my fucking butthole. Um, that's the bell's tower for you. Are um, we on Weeping Bell? 
No, no, I, not yet. Not yet. I'm so Weeping Bell's my favorite. I'm yeah. so excited. Uh, what, three what things about Sprouts. Sprout Tower um, that I wanted to talk about too. Um, well, I mean, I got a couple. Uh, if you bring a Bell Sprout in um, Heart Gold and Soul Silver, apparently it will uh, dance and sway by the pillar and with the pillar. Aww. Um, the gentle swaying of the tower is in dedication to its gentle nature. Um, you can dig out of the tower. Um, and that's because it was uh, coded that if you're having a wild battle in a uh, multi-tiered structure, that it must be a cave. Ah. So <laughs> uh, since you can get into wild encounters in the Sprout Tower, it just says, ah, it's a cave. Uh, that also means that um, Burmy, which is a um, Pokemon that uh, takes different forms depending on where you battle, has a um, sand cloak, which it uses for caves, instead of a trash cloak, which is it uses for like people areas. Because <laughs> people are trash, I get it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, people equal shit. And um, <laughs> finally... Um, it was also a uh, scrapped stage in Super Smash Brothers Melee that they oh, really? uh, that they never uh, got very far with. Uh, oh. Apparently, they wanted to bring Sprout Tower to Melee as a stage, but never got very far. And that would have been cool. The swing, yeah, would have been cool. I had just one tiny little thing too, and that was just that um, in French his name is uh, Chetiflor, which means weak flower. Aww. So, but it sounds like shitty flower. <laughs> I mean, yes, because I, I will say that the French uh, names are kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, it starts off as just a weak flower. So, what does it uh, go from? From weak to what? From weak flower to uh, boosty floor, which is eating slash munching plant. <laughs> That's a very accurate name for Weepin' Bell. Weepin' Bell just has all the character on its face for this one. It's just such a dude. And I remember it like just going in circles in the original Pokemon Snap. Yep. I oh, was yeah. Say... I was, yeah, I had that uh, specially written down too. Until you knock him the fuck out. <laughs> with yeah. an apple in the uh in the cave uh area which is like the third to last or second to last stage he uh dances around a uh crystal clear pool and he just ye yeets a pester ball at him and he falls <laughs> in and he evolves which is uh not how it's Come supposed on. to happen yeah um you never know could have been a leaf stone in there and you know how people will, like, buy crystals to charge them in water and stuff and, like, it'll make them, you know, have good luck and shit? Maybe they put, like, a leaf stone in the little... I like that idea. Right? That actually sounds nice to me. It sounds nice. It's like a... It's like, oh, no! Yeah. <laughs> Should I evolve? Shouldn't I evolve? I'm just gonna dance around here and decide. And then you're just like, no, nope, I need you to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like, fuck you! And then it just becomes a big gaping hole. Um... <laughs> Speaking of gaping, one of my favorite things that they say about it a lot is it has wide, it is a wide gaping mouth with pink lips. That's in like, from now on, all they talk about is just like, this guy's mouth gapes. It's lips pink. <laughs> it's ready for some 69. It's ready. 
they also reference its rear end. Yeah. <laughs> Strong mom energy. <laughs> has a, a, a large hook on its rear end, which it uses to hang from the trees. But, like, I also saw some uh, fan art, actually, of Weepin' Bell when I was Googling it. And um, do you know those things, have Half-Life, they, they have, like, these tongues, and if you go and get, like, grab to buy one it'll like pull you up and eat you and kill yeah, you yeah it it kind of looked like that where it's just like hovering on a tree above you and it's like dripping yeah. purple poison on uh. your head and i could just imagine it falling and just getting on your head and digesting you this thing is scary to me now it yeah. is super scary and it's also said that it um hangs by um its hook on the tree to sleep and then sometimes during its sleeps, it, if, if it moves, then it'll just like collapse to the ground and it just kind of gets startled in itself. Yeah. And it's like, oh, so well, I fell down. Not only does it um, startle itself, potentially, if it does wake up, but it, it implies that most of the time it just falls down and doesn't wake up. Right. <laughs> and it just wakes up and it's like, oh, frick. How, Man, how, that was a rough night. Yeah. Man. How, how'd, I get, how'd I get down here? I had too much acid last night. Yeah. Um. Yeah, one of the things that it uh, apparently does is um, that it uh, oozes its toxin down from the tree. Um, so, uh, and the toxin is supposed to um, uh, numb and paralyze uh, anybody who uh, happens to be walking below. So, Yeah, it spits out poison powder and then finishes it with a spray of acid. So it's even got a signature move. So... Yeah, although in all the Pokedex entries, it says it immobilizes with poison powder, and I hate that because a poison does not immobilize you. If anything, right. uh, just change it eventually and just call it Stun Spore. Just acknowledge in go. red, blue, mm-hmm. and yellow that you didn't know um, <laughs> exactly what the uh, status ailments did and just change it to being paralyzed with Stun Spore. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm I saying. I agree. No, I agree. The time is I now. Agree. Fix your yeah, mistakes. But, no, I'm telling you, they just copied and pasted all of these literally centuries every yeah. time. It's yep. like gaping pink lips, man. <laughs> uh, some of the other Pokedex entries I had written down. Um, oh, just the one. Uh, in Pokemon Yellow, it says, um, when hungry, it swallows anything that moves. Its hapless prey is melted inside by strong acids, so it doesn't even care if you're if you're underneath it. I mean, say, if it's hungry, say, it's gonna eat. Say goodbye to you. Doesn't your judge. Head. Doesn't judge. If you move, it's for him. Yeah. Or her. 50, 50, 50 ratio there of gender for all yeah. of them. This is a real little shop of horrors thing going. On. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well. Just to go back to to what I was saying before about the Pokemon anime being really weird with how they like, you know, match things up. Um, Apparently in one of the more recent episodes of Pokemon, Ash is fighting some guy who has a Weepin' Bell and he sets out a Fletchender, which... um, Should wreck it, right? yeah. Yeah. No. Gets completely wrecked. Wow. And then he goes up against... Ashes Halucha and Halucha gets totally wrecked too by this Weeping Bell, and I'm like, how is this happening? This level 100 Weeping Bell EV. I mean, this is this is this is like Pikachu versus Onyx all over again. Like this, it's not how this is supposed to work. 
And there goes the battle. Um, but Weepin Bell. And speaking of the anime, did we talk mm. about the two Weepin Bells, the two very famous <laughs> Weepin Bells of our good friend um, James? <laughs> yes. I was always confused as a kid because I don't remember ever watching James catch a weeping bell. That's because you didn't. <laughs> it was one of the things where, like, between you like traded them, right? No, between an episode, he was just like, "Ah, oh, I'm so happy I caught that weeping bell." Well, didn't <laughs> he just, trade one? He, he didn't did. he that's, trade that's, an elicid for one or something like that. No, no, that's later on. What he did is he gets a weeping bell. And he's just like, yeah, I got this weeping bell. Who gives a shit? It's a weeping bell. And he puts it into the daycare, oh, which many people did in red and blue for Pokemon that you don't really care about or a Magikarp you want to evolve quicker or whatever. Uh, and it turns out that that daycare was actually run by none other than Team Rocket. <laughs> but like good Team Rocket, Butch and Cassidy. The antagonist's antagonist. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I love Butch and Cassidy because they have the cooler uniforms that are in black instead of white. And also they're like, they got cowboy joke. They're Butch Cassidy. Yeah. Outlaws. Oh, same thing with Jesse and James. With Jesse James. You know, I never fucking knew that. Until <laughs> right now. And I feel real dumb. Um, listeners, if you want to go back into our Atkins episode, he said the exact same thing. <laughs> Did I? He doesn't even listen to me. I listen. <laughs> he oh. listens. He's, just... he's, he's producing while recording. The man's oh. head is like an Alakazam. I just, I, I'm, I can't believe it. It still shocks <laughs> me. And you just said that. And I was like, I did hear that before. Um, but he, it evolves into Victory Bell as like the triumphant end that would usually happen to Ash and his Pokemon. Yeah. But instead of Ash, Brock, and Misty overcoming Team Rocket, Team Rocket overcomes Team Rocket. And in the end, his Weeping Bell evolves into a Victory Bell that I loves have... to deep throat him. <laughs> I got uh, two fun facts about this uh, particular episode where we're introduced to uh, Weeping Bell and Victory Bell. Um, Victory Bell usually screams, but apparently in that episode, and I don't remember, it does say its name once or once. twice. It just says Bell. Okay. And uh, it was actually voiced by um, uh, James's voice actor. Aww. Really? Yeah. I just yeah. love that time... after that, it like shrieks. Like it's not yeah. even screaming, it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> I was I was literally looking up a video compilation and I was like some of these have to be edited because they're just actual shrieks of terror <laughs> like these sound like yeah. audio clips <laughs> uh, some Pokemon are just uh, too extra like Guzzlord um, <laughs> also I think voiced in <laughs> Japanese by James's voice actor um, the other Sorry. thing is there, real quick I just <laughs> I googled it there's just a video called A Sample of Victory Bell Screams. <laughs> that sounds like someone's getting murdered. Somebody might be getting murdered. <laughs> <laughs> They're all unique screams. Did you hear that crunch? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Damn. Um... 
And the other thing is that James almost entirely does not catch his Pokemon. He befriends them a lot like what Ash does or what uh, Brock will do. Um, but in uh, this specific case, he did catch his Weeping Bell. Doesn't James even have a Chimeco at one point? Yeah. Oh, that was the cutest. No. I was like remembering something about Chimeco today. Uh, it being the last Pokedex entry in the uh, Ruby Sapphire uh, Emerald Pokedex, even after <laughs> every single one of the legendaries, as really? if it was just tagged in at the end last minute. It's like, oops, we forgot to put them in there. I caught yeah. one yesterday in uh, Pokemon Go. Yeah. Just sitting where like a Mew should be, just yeah. Chimeco at the end. Whoops, whoops, a Daisy. Um, another dumb thing that happened to Team Rocket and it makes me feel bad, uh, is they like wanted to return an item at a shop or something and were duped by a shopkeeper, saying that instead he would trade any of their Pokemon for this one very special Weeping Bell. A Weepin' Bell that could use Sweet Scent that would help them catch any Pokemon. Mm. So at that point, they're like, oh yeah, we gotta get rid of this fucking Victory Bell. This Victory Bell sucks, and all it does is eat you. And he's just like, no, I've become someone attached yeah. to it, and I love him. Because every and- single time uh, James was getting chomped, he was like, oh, it's because <laughs> she loves me so much. Of course. And even to the point where he was just like, no, Meowth, let's trade you. <laughs> yeah. but in the end, much to his chagrin, they force the trade of Weeping Bell for Victory Bell. And that Weeping Bell becomes uh, Jess, uh, James's new Pokemon and helps him fight against Ash, where it evolves into a new Victory Bell that also starts deep throating him. <laughs> and the rest of the team, too. Yeah. 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 And there was a point where Jess, it, I think it tried to like swallow Jesse or attack her or something. And she's like, this, this victory bell needs to fucking go. <laughs> um, so apparently she like threw him across the way or something. I, I saw this episode was, a while ago. Uh, uh, I, from what I read, because I never saw this episode, um, mm-hmm. she told Arbok to uh, throw it away. Okay, so he gets thrown, this victory bell gets thrown across wherever, lands by the other victory bell. Then they fall in love. <laughs> well, at the same time, the shady salesman uh, was throwing away uh, his victory bell because of uh, uh, issues. Is I think this, I was going to say, is this the same shady salesman who sells him the Magikarp? I think so. I think it might <laughs> be the same guy. Uh, or from what I read. But again, my research was only... Uh, I, I don't remember the whole thing. I've, I've watched this episode, but it was such a long time ago. But all I know is that one of his victory bell fall in love with another one. Yeah. So they, they go into the forest. Victory bell smash in midair. Yeah. They immediately fall in love and they hold yeah. hands and they walk off together. Yeah. And, and you never see him again. Yeah. That's it. And Victory Bell was a prime contender as uh, James's like lead Pokemon for a long time, and it yeah. knew the most moves out of uh, any of James's Pokemon. I think being able to use like nine moves. Um, I think I even read that it's like of any Pokemon in the series, it knows the most moves. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, but um. He does become James's right hand, but um, in the first series, um, he was only ever used once, and it was just to extinguish Meowth, who was on fire. (laughs) (laughs) With what, acid? 
I have no idea, but I was just <laughs> yes. like, that's a good use for victory bell extinguishing flames. Um, you guys remember that time they did the hospital George Clooney episode and a weeping bell got a electrode stuck in its or Voltorb <laughs> yeah. stuck in its mouth and yeah. they needed to like, literally they were like, just calm down and we'll like pop it out. And instead they just like gave it drugs. <laughs> to like yeah that was a great one there was literally like a george clooney who was like hitting on misty and then he accidentally gave himself like a muscle relaxer and knocked himself out and team rocket and the team all needed to play like doctor but like ash was basically like hey this pokemon sick and he would like send out bulbasaur to like beat the shit out of it (laughs) it was very bad he was a bad doctor and well, Ash was looking at the uh, very easy experience. Like, those Pokemon <laughs> are so close to fainting. You're just farming at that point. It's just that noise in the hospital. You hear like, doo-doo, doo-doo, doo-doo. Like, everybody's like, free yeah. HP. Oh, that'd be see, so uh, annoying. Uh, I have That's to get the, the My quote. favorite thing about... Um, was it black and white where instead of uh, having the uh, uh, panic music, it, it was actually uh, integrated into like a panic song that was actually really good. Yeah. That was uh, black and white has some bops to uh, steal the word from Carl. Uh, of the every F and FF podcast. Well, we got that out of the way. We need to. Yeah, I was going to say, like, man, we're late this time, guys. We almost missed it. Um, hard drive news posted this depressing article if you don't know them they're the click hole hard times of video games uh it says covid surge pushes local medical center over maximum capacity of six and (laughs) it has a picture of the pokemon center with all six pokeballs in the machine (laughs) oh no um speedrunners will know that uh talking to nurse joy takes too long you go boot up the pc deposit a pokemon and withdraw it and it's a faster way to heal your pokemon oh i didn't know that interesting in the modern games i think in uh red blue and yellow it probably takes like three hours to do that (laughs) yeah but also um you have to think about when it's just like your Pokemon are in fighting fit and then you mm-hmm. like you see ya and then you talk to her again and you're like Fah. yeah by accident uh-huh. <laughs> like the owl and Zelda yep oh my god I used to do that all the time so did you guys know that the maximum character count for names in uh, Gen 1 was 10 and Victreeble has 10 letters and it's probably why it doesn't have a second L at the end because that would make it 11 yeah, I was so confused for a really long time until I came to this. But then I was like, why why really commit to the tree pun Yeah, and have the two E's? I feel like it should just have the two L's. I agree. I agree. It's really like you get more of the bell shape, especially with Victreeble, based on the uh, on the plant that it's the pitcher plant. It, that's Victreeble, you know? I think mm. I uh, spelt victory bell wrong the entire time in my notes dave 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 made the art for the for the episode already before we did our research and he spelled it with the two l's and he's like we're doing a research he's like fuck i gotta go back and switch that that sucks (laughs) i normally notice things like that i messed up too hey yeah nobody's perfect even if you were so close to it nobody's perfect (laughs) (laughs) um Um, yeah, I've got I'll... a lot of Pokedex entries for Victory Bell. If you need them, 
there's a, a manga uh oh yeah little, yeah little news here which i thought was interesting that in the manga victory bell uh hoards food usually small birds and rodents sorry pidgey uh <laughs> and collects leaf stones to perform evolution evolutional rituals at night yeah. to help weeping bell uh basically power up which is kind of insane and kind of serial killer-ish <laughs> that like victory bells just like hoard bodies in its fucking mouth and then walks around just stabbing its people and like you're a grown-up now <laughs> reminds just... me of like um the uh last couple of episodes of uh true detective <laughs> where you <laughs> go maybe into, we should like, watch the... that we haven't watched that. It's a good one. It's a good one. We're watching <laughs> the first season when they get to like Carcosa or whatever that is. Season one. You got it. It's on the list. Um, yeah. But I mean, they said that they can be found in like small groups. They're really territorial. They live deep in the jungle. Um, I actually, I was very interested that this is kind of the second Pokemon to actually have like an evolution ritual, yeah, like, like the Ivysaurs, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now to have these, like, you know, basically, because I, I mean, I'd have to assume that in the wild, a, a, coming across a leaf stone is probably more rare than just going to the mart in uh, wherever it is and buying them. So. Um, the fact that they like hoard them and use them only on their friends is, uh, I, I think it's adorable. It's like an heirloom almost, you know? Yeah. Come over but, here, son. Have your first beer. <laughs> but, but Let still, me show you how to 69 a bell sprout. But still. Uh, oh, dad, I still remember when you told me that. <laughs> <laughs> it's still terrifying, though, because they do say that um, that if um, they swallow their prey whole, and uh, the prey is melted in a day, bones and all. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, so if anyone, ha- you know, just happens to murder someone, just go find a victory bill and they'll destroy the evidence for you. Yeah. How to get away with murder. There you go. Um, yeah. It also... Bones lure- are notoriously hard to get rid of. Yeah. And they lure things with the sweet aroma of their nectar, which becomes more sweet the more it kills. Yeah. In... Um- Stadium 2, the entry is acid that has dissolved many prey becomes sweeter, make it even more effective at attracting prey. So uh, it just becomes a more efficient killing machine the more uh, bodies that it has uh, dissolved. Scary looking Pokemon too. I I wouldn't think of Weepin' Bell as like the ultimate Pokemon to get if you're looking to murder people. But what Pokemon would you pick if you need to murder some people? Victreeble, look at that thing. That's nasty. That would if listen. If I was a kid, the noisy, I would have knife. The noisy have, killer, dude. It's also it's also <laughs> five. <laughs> yeah, it screams at you. Look at those teeth. It's also five foot seven inches. I mean, that's a scary looking thing. Only thirty four pounds though. Yeah, no, I know. Um, yeah, um, apparently it's always been, um, in the tier that it was assigned in competitive battling, just a, a strong battler as well, usually like underused or borderline tiers. Uh, so yeah, good Pokemon. Uh, also in Pokemon Red, um, 
set it to live in huge colonies deep in jungles, although no one has ever returned from there. Well, I wonder why. <laughs> uh, yeah, good killer. Um, if I were to um, kill, I would use uh, fire or acid probably, yeah. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Just to complete the, the French names, this one is uh, Empiflor, which is the stuff yourself plant. Oh, <laughs> so we started with weak flower and then the munching plant and now the stuff yourself plant. So you're That's saying Vitrebal is the Thanksgiving um, plant Pokemon. Yeah, it just keeps eating until it can't anymore. Mm. That's my spirit animal right there. I bet you a water Pokemon could uh, hide a body under the water. That would probably be pretty good. <laughs> See, originally I would think like muck, but I don't I think the bones would be a problem. Yeah. yeah, and then um, uh, notoriously, uh, detectives always look for cum on the crime scenes. So. Oh, yeah. True, true. What about like a like a like a Macargo? Yeah, definitely. Like yeah, actually, did, did you guys see that super cute Pokemon short with the Magcargo? No. There's this super adorable cartoon that they uploaded like a couple days ago four days ago or something and it's like this little girl who goes to visit her grandparents and she's getting introduced to all the pokemon and becoming friends with all of them but there's this really shy mag cargo who's like the heating system for the house and the grandparents at the end are like you know if he loves you because he does like a toot toot from the chimney (laughs) and he does and it's adorable oh isn't my cargo one of those pokemon where it's like like the heat that comes off his body and like they fucked it up. So it's like the heat of the sun. And if yeah, you were like yeah. within, I don't know, 50 feet of them, your skin would melt from your body. Yeah. Uh, little known fact. Uh, the <laughs> I'm actually not sure if this is a fact or not. Uh, apparently, I, I think I got this in reverse. I think the coldest place in the universe is actually on Earth because of uh, science being able to uh, make things, cool things colder than uh, any nature could. I was going to say the hottest place, but I, I actually think that it's uh, the reverse. So, Actually, guys, mm-hmm. it's the coolest place, and that's any time spent with you. Oh, uh, I would kill somebody with a ghost Pokemon because they could probably take him to like another dimension. Giratina, he could probably take him into his pocket dimension, or he go. can like unmake them from yeah. time, right? Oh, Arceus, Arceus, <laughs> yeah. yeah, could probably dissolve them into his uh, their composite atoms, like Doctor uh, Manhattan. Yeah, I was uh, yeah. gonna call him Detective Manhattan, but. <laughs> <laughs> Can like Porygon turn them into data, and then I could just put them in the trash and and empty trash, shred it. Yeah, but you got to get really good at slots. <laughs> or I would just uh, bring Porygon, and then uh, they would have an epileptic fit, and I would blame it on uh, you know the Pokemon Company. Yeah, for shame. For shame. For Are kids. we um, ready to play the TCG game? Oh, I'm ready. Yes. Yeah? Okay. Let's do this. So, first up, we got our 69 boy, Bellsprout. How many cards? I'm feeling 17. Okay. 14. 
14. 16. Yo, Steven, you're good at this game. Fuck. 16 Bellsprout. Man, Peter, you were so close. Oh. Yep, 16 cards and Bellsprout debuts in the Jungle expansion. Yeah, he has a little uh, uh, dandelion things coming past him. Yeah. And he looks like... He looks like he just stumbled upon a body. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, Victreeple, you shouldn't have. <laughs> There's also like the Erica's Bellsprout where it's oh. like on a moonlit path or something. I don't know. So good. It's very cute. Yeah, there's a lot of good ones. A lot of good ones. If you like grass Pokemon, any of the Erica's Pokemon, yeah. their yep. art is always beautiful. One of my favorites is uh, Erica's Ivysaur. Check it out. It's just mm -hmm. Ivysaur in like like a field of tulips, I think. It's beautiful. Small. I think I also... Wait, do we... Is there a Erica's Vileplume too? Or someone has a Vileplume that I really like that art for. It might be the modern one. It was Maybe. a Vileplume full art with Erica. Yeah. Yeah. Really the nice. old original vile plume was pretty ugly. <laughs> sure was. Fair enough. It's pretty ugly Pokemon, no offense. Alright. How many weeping bells do 16. you think? Okay. 18. Uh 15. Alright, Peter wins this one. 14 weeping bells. Because weeping bell doesn't really matter. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I like weeping bell. I feel like the middle ones don't get as much. They don't. They really don't. Well it depends, because Pikachu did. <laughs> But that doesn't count. But yeah, they also came and debuted in the Jungle expansion. And then Victreeble, our heavy hitter when it comes to killing people. 14. Oh, hold on. Peter says 14. Dave says 18. 18. 16. 12. What the fuck? Yeah. I was really surprised by this one, especially because it was so featured in the anime. Yeah. You know, I was really surprised about how few Victreeble there are out there. That's what I was saying. But Victreeble also debuted in the Jungle expansion, too. So, hmm. so uh, good job. We got a winner of Peter and a winner, a, 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 winner, a winner in Steven. <laughs> yeah, you hear that? You're the wiener brothers. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that. Well, we'll be returning next week with another Pokemon, which is... It is uh, Tentacruel. Tentacruel. Oh, I'm super pumped about this one. I love that episode where there's a big one and it's fucking up the city. Uh, yeah. yeah. Dancing, also, yeah. don't forget, don't forget, today is a good day for Pokemon because not only do you get a new Daycare Dittos episode, but there's also a Pokemon Nintendo Direct today. Yes. Oh, yeah. So it's true. Be sure to watch that. We'll be really excited to find out what they announce. Um, hopefully, it's something cool. Um, Pokemon, don't let us down. Don't let us down. <laughs> uh, any ideas? I'm guessing we're going to see some new Pokemon Unite characters, probably. I can't I'm thinking... wait until they talk more about uh, uh, Pokemon uh, BDSM. <laughs> I'm just hoping Brilliant that... Diamond Shining <laughs> Pearl. <laughs> no way. I'm just hoping Pokemon Arceus gets at least three more frames per second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it looks great. I'm, I'm very excited for all of those games, actually. So. I think we'll see more gameplay tomorrow for both of those games. Um, yeah. Another thing we were talking about more recently is that Pokemon usually has a new game every three years. Oh, wow. Are we in the third year for Sword and Shield already? Yes, we are. No, we're not. Wow. So I don't think crazy. so. It's, are you sure? It's coming up. It was... It was 2018? Sword and Shield no, it was 2019. 
Yeah, it was November 15th, 2019. So this is only the second year. We got one more year. Yeah, but they're good. they would be announcing something for the next year. So that's what mm. I'm thinking. And I mean, most of the time they'll do like a remake or something. But I don't know. This di- I, this uh, BDSM, that's yeah. official. <laughs> we're calling it now. Thank you, Peter. Is uh, is, Does it look like a full game or is this like a little stepping stone? That's That's what I'm wondering about. Mm. Yeah, this does look like a little bit of a stepping stone, but I'm still excited. And they need to keep it fresh because um, they just crowned the other cup championship. They're still doing the competitive play. That's why they make sure to to re-up. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. So I don't think a new game is going to be announced, but um, hopefully we'll see some plans for how they're going to continue to support Sword and Shield. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. If they're going mean, to continue, yeah, we but, uh, we don't have Gigantamax anymore, right? Yeah. Competitive play doesn't allow Gigantamaxing. No, I think they do. Do they? Yeah, yeah. they probably have different leagues. Yeah, yeah. Well, the main yeah. one that we saw they allow Gigantamaxing, but I think you can only Gigantamax once per like match. One well, that's Pokemon just any. That's a, that's any any time you do Gigantamax, it's only one. But. I really hope that if they kill Gigantamax, they leave in Pokemon exploding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Power Ranger style. <sighs> yeah. When they defeat an enemy, they explode. Yeah. Well, we'll see. And I'm, uh, I'm very excited all of a sudden all over again because I had forgotten. <laughs> we'll have some stuff to discuss in one week. Yeah. It's been... One week since you victory <laughs> bell. <laughs> and with that, like we say at the end of every single one of our victory bell podcasts, uh, <laughs> show you, <laughs> show you care, best victory share, bell. <laughs> munch. <laughs> That's a dactyl. That's true. <laughs>